0: One, we have a habit uh, at the Putty Hour of not doing a real intro, Um, but I'm going to shake things up because we have a guest. It's okay, Matt. It's season two. It's season That's right. We can actually do whatever the hell we want. That's a good point. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: Yeah. So uh, for those one who are listening, uh, welcome back. It's been a minute Uh, and you'll be hearing this actually on uh, Christmas Eve. So, oh, cool. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hope everyone has a had a good holiday season and uh, is heading into the new year. Uh, of course, I am Matt Aguilar, uh, otherwise known as Night of Oa. And of course, with us is our awesome co host. Oh, really? <laughs> <Nick>? Really?
1: Well, <laughs> no, you I what? Don't
0: usually, usually say my name, right? No, no. And then... I do not. <laughs> Fake news. That's not what happens. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, this is getting this off to a rough start. Um, two, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, seriously. We're supposed to be more refined going into season Some 2.
1: Some changes are better than others, Matt. That's all.
0: <laughs> so Nick Valdez, <laughs> uh, the amazing Nick Valdez is with us again. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Uh, and as I mentioned there uh, in my awesome lead-in, uh, we have an amazing guest with us, uh, former director of uh, Global Power Rangers content and now works at, I swear, your like, resume is like my dream checklist, like Power Rangers, <laughs> Funko. Uh, we have Jason Bischoff, who's now with Funko.
2: How are you, sir? Hey, good evening, everybody. Thanks for having me on, Matt and Nick. Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, an absolute pleasure. Uh, so we're gonna talk about a bunch of stuff, um, but I gotta know, uh, fill us in on what you've been doing at, at Funko. How is that going so far? <laughs>
2: It's going excellent, um, if I can say as much. I, and I've sort of been sharing this sentiment with friends and family. Uh, I found more camaraderie and, um, well, how do I say this? I found more camaraderie and purpose in the first 30 days at Funko than I think I have in a long time, and uh, I'm just really grateful for the opportunity. It's pretty, it, it's pretty exceptional in in a variety of ways, but. Ah, uh, not the least of which are the exceptional people and kind of the culture internally. So, yeah, I'm I'm doing great. I'm really happy that uh, I'm working for such an awesome company and doing something that's super top secret. So you guys are just gonna have to wait and stay <laughs> tuned until next year to find out a little bit more.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. I thought we'd be able to squeeze that out of you. Here.
2: you know? <laughs> Sorry, there there will be no exclusives this evening. But um, but no. It, it's, it's rad. It's something totally within my wheelhouse and totally outside my wheelhouse, uh, and I can't wait to share more with all of you.
0: That is awesome. Well, uh, just for one, just um, on my behalf, uh, it, it's always been uh, a pleasure getting to, to spend time and, and get to know you, uh, and you know, I'm just glad to, one, have you at an awesome company like Funko, and two, just kind of have you back in the fandom. Uh, you've been kind of, you know, surfacing and we've seen you on social media and kind of, kind of leaning into that because we know you love Power Rangers and we know, uh, you love pretty much all things, uh, amazing. So it's good to have you back.
2: Well, thanks very much. And just kind of a quick note on that front, you know, I just needed a couple months to just really kind of catch my breath with everything and, um, and reset myself and really let my, kind of really let my, uh, my, my heart. Find its home again in rangers. Um, and so it's good to be back and it's good to be amongst all of you
0: Well, awesome. Uh, so let's we got we actually got plenty of news. Uh, we decided to do this on a, on a great week uh, because recent news came out that uh, a power rangers reboot we'd already known was In the pipeline things like that. Uh, you don't buy a giant franchise if you don't plan on doing a movie at some point Um, and we already knew one was kind of in development. And then recently a a report came out that Jonathan Entwistle, which I believe I'm saying that correctly, uh, from, uh, Netflix's, uh, end of the effing world, uh, has been attached to that project. Uh, it also evidently has a script. Uh, seems some people have read it, uh, some have not. But, uh, one of the things that also came with that report was that time travel would be worked into, uh, the show and it would be, or sorry, the show. I'm so used to that. Uh, uh, and that it would be set in the nineties. So, you know, the time travel element obviously would maybe being like, you know, kids in the modern day or teenagers in the modern day sent back in time. We don't know much more than that. None of that of course has been like officially confirmed by anybody. Uh, but as we all know with kind of how this stuff works, it's like, Probably a 50-50 shot. (laughs) So, uh, you know, some of it's going to be absolute garbage and half of it's going to be semi-true. So, one, uh, what do you guys think of that? Is that exciting? Do you like the pairing of director? Uh, And are you excited about – I heard a lot of uh, conversation about time travel, a lot of conversation about surrounding that and kind of divisive online. What do you guys think?
2: So I'm just going to quickly jump in here, and I think it's important that I say as much. Um, I am privy to certain information, um, and that was just simply a byproduct of me having worked on the franchise for a while. Um, I can't share any specifics, and I can't confirm nor deny anything as, as was reported in those articles, but I can say just kind of anecdotally as a fan, if any of that information ultimately proves uh, true, and it's a reflection of what we ultimately see on screen. Frankly speaking, I think uh, I'd be excited about something like that uh, for a variety of reasons, not the least of which I think you're going to really capture a lot of just casual Power Ranger fans in general that may gravitate to the idea of the novelty of the 90s as being a cool entry point. But on the same token, it also begs the question if the premise of time travel is true, um, who is doing that time traveling? And how does it relate to that original Mighty Morphin era? So, in a nutshell, I think time travel is just inherently a part of Power Rangers. I'm I'm very surprised and uh, gladdened to hear that they would jump into something so deep and so quickly, uh, because Power Rangers really is the kitchen sink of pop culture, and uh, and why not go for it? So, that's kind of where where my heart nets out on the whole thing.
0: Uh, Nick, uh,
1: yeah, I completely agree. I. I, there are so many stories about, like, crossing over dimensions now. You know, there's Crisis on Infinite Earths. There was, um, there was Shattered Grid. There's, you know, there's Battle for the Grid, which is kind of a crossover Shattered Grid thing. Then there's, um oh, man, there's just so much going on that time travel in, in a Power Rangers movie just kind of makes sense. And... If I had my druthers about it, this
0: is... (laughs) You said druthers.
2: (laughs) That's a perfectly good word. It
0: is! I know, he gave me such crap for it when I said it so many episodes ago. I was called an old man.
1: Now it's a running bit. It's going to be there forever. It's the perfect way to describe, like, if I had my way, yeah.
2: Well, if I had my druthers, you would use that phrase a lot more.
1: (laughs) Right, like if I had my druthers, all the time travel scenes would be like standard def. You know, you you would go to, um, the ratio would change on the screen. And like, you could even use old footage for all I care. And that's a way to get the classic suits in. You can be like, oh, you know, if you're gonna make fun of them or whatever, I honestly don't care about that stuff. It's one of those things where it's like, you have to show like the classic suits to make that connection with the casual fans as was mentioned. And it just makes sense. I, I, I You kind of do have to do everything you can with this one, right? Because it's just, if this movie doesn't work, then
0: that's it. Right. I, 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 I agree with that sentiment. I mean, at least it for a while, as we've seen with Hollywood. The, there's always a second, third, fourth chance at some point. But you're right. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's a further, way further down the road uh, if this doesn't. And I think... Um, I think Captain America, the First Avenger, showed how to do that kind of thing. That you see Cap in the like original like spandex suit before he gets kind of his you know World War II version of that suit later on. That's a little bit a little bit modernized in that regard. You you see him in that when he's posing on stage and he's doing that. It's that very kitschy nostalgic vibe, and he handles it with a tongue in cheek wink and a nod, right? And yeah. there's a way to do that with with any franchise. And I think it would be great to have the original suits, at least like a scene or something, and yeah, just, make a joke. just be meta about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then segue into some new suits. Um, I think, I really do think, like, I don't want them to hold back for this. I know the smart play, because like everyone wants to be Marvel these days, and I understand why, because they make billions of dollars. But for this one, I feel like it's more important to knock the core movie out of the park so that we don't have oh we're gonna have six sequels and then we don't get any i'd rather you throw the kitchen sink all into this one make it great and then figure out the problem of we gotta top it for the sequel that that's not a bad problem to have Um, and so so that i'm I'm very interested in that i like the idea of time travel at this point with multiverses and alternate uh, alternate dimensions and stuff it's not as hard for like, I mean, you gotta understand. Like, a mainstream audience now knows what an Infinity Stone is, and they don't blink. They they know yeah. that like mm-hmm. Purple Grimace is gonna like snap half the world, and it's fine. No one cares. Everyone knows who Thanos is. Like those things can be conveyed, and it's not you're. It's not having to sell this just giant impossible idea anymore. So I think if you introduce that now, one thing I did hear, uh, because of course like movie news like this brings up uh, a lot of different theories and, and opinions. So I know uh, Jason David Frank recently uh, said that uh, he wanted Lord Dracken, uh to get thrown into the mix, and that that should be the main villain, and they should do uh, Shattered Grid essentially. Um, which, you know, Dimensions and Danger is a big, giant homage to that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, all, so it's already kind of sort of in canon. Um, but do you like
2: that idea? I'm, so I'm just gonna kind of quickly chime in. My my take on it is this, you only get so many buys with an audience, right? So whether it be the plot or the story, simplicity is key. And I love the character of Drakken, don't get me wrong. I mean, frankly speaking, I was there on the cutting room floor when we were putting him together. Um, and I would love nothing more than to see a cinematic version of that character realized. Honestly speaking, I think that's a year two or year three kind of thing, or I should say rather film two or film three kind of thing. Simply because the significance of Draken was that you're already working on the predicated knowledge that the the Green Ranger is a thing and the White Ranger is a thing. True. Sure. And and so unless they go that hard into that first movie and introduce all of these elements on top of time travel, on top of everything else, it may be a bit of a jump the shark. So I would encourage exploration in like a film two or three simply to keep the mythology straight uh, if that's ultimately they were where they were going to go.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I agree too. Draken is one step too far, but uh, a Green Ranger definitely needs like... I think an evil ranger in general would be just a good starting point. As like, just a, cause that's an easy to understand villain, right? Yeah. It's the ironmonger type <laughs> of villain. It's just, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's just an evil version of us that's better than us. And then, you know, then they get Tommy at the end. Like I, I still stick with like the, the green with evil thing could just make for a good movie. And we would learn, I would hope we would learn more about the team and then learn about Tommy in, like part two maybe you know but it's like it's important that you see these original elements from the original series. So while Draken is great, I agree that yeah it, it does need to be like a part three because we we need to see that original six. If not the the with the White Ranger, we do need to see the Green Ranger at least because that's the one people know and that's what's gonna that's what's gonna get the money to be honest.
2: So that's interesting. If only. Uh, Because it begs the question, if they ultimately explore this time travel element, where did they drop in the timeline in the 90s? Is it season one, season two? Are we talking about the kids from Stone Canyon or are we talking about the original Angel Grove crew? That's a good good
0: question. That is tough. so, So here's the thing. Who do you want? who would you prefer if you had your druthers? Ah, it <laughs> right there. Way to go. <laughs> uh, I'm all about listener feedback and, uh, that's, that's what I do. Um, <laughs> God, I'm a nerd. uh, so w- which would you rather see? Would you rather have it be Aisha and Rocky and like, or would you rather have that original crew?
2: Nick, are you going to jump in? You do, oh, it, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll,
1: I'll chime in first here. Uh, I would prefer original crew. I I like me. I like Rocky. I like Adam. I love Aisha. I always have. And it's probably because of her in the movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you kind of have to do the originals again because uh, it didn't work the first time they tried it. So it, you have to do, like, a drastic change, but you have to keep some stuff that's still... That's still memorable from the first thing. That's all, that's all I mean. Like, you, you kind of have to stick to that original core.
2: So I'm going to, again, caveat that this is simply my impression or, or kind of my hopes and dreams. It's not reflective of anything that I know or don't know. Um, you know, I would love to see them drop kind of beginning of season two, uh, you know, where we've already established the team and Rita is out of the picture. And it's simply about Lord Zed and kind of his commanding presence and use a little bit of whatever it may be, an opening crawl like we saw in the original film. Um, whatever, You know, again, whatever it may be to kind of get us to that point in time where we've got an established team and a pretty incredible villain, both visually and dynamically in front of us, that may keep it a little fresh and yet further differentiate it from the, the Lionsgate film.
0: I agree. I think, uh, I mean, one, it's it's just hard to get past the amazing immediate visual that is Lord Zed it just leaps off the page even even in the comics which like uh, we've had (laughs) some great artists in the comics do fantastic versions of Rita but automatically like Daniele's I first saw his Lord Zed and was just like blown away like there's just something Mm -hmm. about that visual and I and I agree um I would love I agree I mean I feel like you have to do the original the original five um at least in the first movie uh, there's yeah. a part of me that would love because I'm such a White Ranger Mark that would love the White Ranger, but I know you got to go Green first. But I don't know. How... No, no <laughs> you don't. Know, that's the thing. You don't have to. You know, you you
1: can just jump to White Ranger. I. That's why I would argue season one though, because you know before Tommy's an official part of the team, and if anything, you could do that period where uh, Tommy's adjusting, and you can do like a, a shifting team, but. I, I really think season one is the perfect, like, I mean, just take the ideas from season one, not the execution more so, you know, before they started introducing longer story arcs and stuff. But you, I, I think season one would be best.
0: I also need a rad bug reference that's that's gotta happen right like that's yeah show it in a junkyard somewhere yeah that's all i need i'm i'm easy (laughs) i you don't have to do a ton you just have to just show it in the corner uh also nick is uh always upset at me because i try and find a way to fit ranger slayer and everything uh i haven't figured out a way to do that into this movie idea but i will and I'm sure an article is coming about it. Uh, so, so that's movie news. Uh, let's segue over to comics actually because it's come up a few times. Uh, did both of you get a chance to read uh, Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Nick, did you? Yeah, yeah. I. Oh man,
1: it's so good. I I'm, I'm so mad at it for being so good. How, you, <laughs> how can you be angry at something for being awesome? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just, it, it's one of those things. Maybe it's just pure envy. I'm just mad at it for existing and
0: being so good. I'm uh, just... <laughs> I feel like, um, I feel like, well, one, okay. So we got to get this out of the way because this is an important, this is an important discussion right here. Uh, favorite turtle. I need favorite turtles.
1: Hmm. Well, that's, uh, man, there's only just...
0: four Nick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's four. It's not like it's two. Uh, Mm, Donatello
0: yes okay way to go
2: okay well I I'm just gonna kind of throw it out here there are other turtles other than Leonardo (laughs) Uh, (laughs) now here's the thing what uh, I've been a Leo fan my entire life but what either of you may not know is I actually got my career um, I started my career on Ninja Turtles at Playmates Toys in 2004 um, but I've been a lifelong fan, and it's so lovely to see the turtles here come to life in a way that, that honestly, just the the youngest version of my fan heart could have o- only ever hoped for. Um, so pretty cool. But yeah, Leonardo's my guy.
0: So do you resonate then with more with the cartoon or with the movies?
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, I'll, I'll be I'll be frank. Um, I think. It's interesting, right? Because the best version of Ninja Turtles is the one that you feel in between everything. Probably the the closest to home expression of the franchise that I've seen to date was the 2011 Nickelodeon series. That one feels like the purest game. version of Ninja Turtles because the 80s the 80s, um, take for as wonderful as it is, it's exceptionally campy. Yeah. Um, the comic is exceptionally gritty. Uh, various other incarnations like um, Out of the Sewer. Oh, no, wait. Is that is that the Saban one, Out of the Sewer? I'm botching this. I
0: don't know uh, if that one is or not. Wasn't it Next Mutation?
2: Yeah, Was Next it? Mutation. Thank you. Uh, you know, Next Mutation is kind of its own thing. It's an island, right? But I really feel like the 2011 expression is pure unto itself. And I really love the original film. Don't get me wrong. Um, I also <laughs> really love... Um, Secret of the Ooze oh. for as, you know, it, 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 there was just something magic about that film. Um, although I would have loved to have seen Slash because Slash is my favorite villain from that universe. Oh. Uh, we got, we got Toka, which is fine. I'll take Toca. Uh, um, but, uh, but no, I really feel like 2011 is the purest expression of the franchise to date. Uh,
0: yeah. I feel like uh, the cart, the original cartoon, as much as I love it, um, kind of like the original X-Men animated series, which I also adore. Uh, but if you go back and watch it now is like watching, it's very melodramatic. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and the animation does not <laughs> hold up in my brain as much, like as well as it does. Uh, I still love it. And the turtles is the exact same way. Um, I actually really came around, uh, my, my favorite interpretation, I would probably say the one that resonated most is the original movie. That's, that's probably the one that sticks out in my head. Like that's why in this issue, I even asked. I remember talking uh, to Ryan and asking him, I "Was like, did you watch the movie right before you wrote this? Like, cause it. There are so many moments that feel d- directly inspired, you know, by like someone who's a fan of that. I mean, Raff, like the trench coat line, and like so many of those little nods uh, to that original movie uh, are in there, and that's the one that sticks out the most with me. Um, but I also really liked the not the newest one which i also like rise uh rise is fun and kind of different but the one right before that with the like computer generated
2: yeah that's the 2000 is that the 2003 or is that
0: i thought the 2003 was was the animated 2d animated was that a different one
2: so you're thinking in 2004 there was the four kids version Mm -hmm. um which ultimately translated into fast forward Okay. Uh, and that lasted until about 2007, 2008. And then somewhere in there, there was the 2007 Imagi film, which was CG animated. Um, but no, the Nickelodeon relaunch in, in 2011 is really kind of the pinnacle.
0: Okay. So, that's, okay, so that's the same one. All right. Yeah, that one is just... And, and I grew to love Donatello. In that. I mean, I've always... Donatello's been my guy. Um, maybe because I, I never had the, like, mechanic ability that he does. <clears throat> uh, but I was the, like nerd and I was always kind of the one that was like the little awkward one throughout so I think that's why that resonated with me um, but yeah no I, I adore it and I feel like this issue just captures so much of that and even uh, the stuff that uh, you know I was kind of like okay well we're going to see Tommy and Tommy is of course where some of the story centers around and is he a good guy is he a bad guy and like we've seen some of that before but I thought it was if it, if it goes where you know, I think it's gonna go. It'll be that will be a negative. That'll be a, a positive, and it'll be like this whole hidden, you know, past thing with him. So I think it'll yeah. be really cool and additive.
2: So um, quickly, for the sake of saying it, uh, major kudos to Ryan in general for coming up with such a great hook and establishing Tommy as kind of like this um, foot foot soldier infiltrating double agent kind of thing is really really cool. Um, and I think he's cracked the story and like you said earlier, the tone just so exceptionally well. So big, big shout outs and kudos to him and, and Simone for just oh destroying the art and Walter oh for his colors. God. like. I think really everybody's bringing it to the nth degree, uh, not the least of which to um, the good folks uh, inside the Power Rangers franchise. Still, like, you know, Melissa and Paul, like those folks are, are really just churning it out just as much as anybody else. And that's really what you're seeing represented on screen. It's kind of that perfect balance of everybody contributing their absolute greatest or to their absolute greatest ability. And I think that's really why it's connecting for people in a variety of ways. So kudos and shout outs to all these wonderful people because they're really doing great, great work. Yeah, it's such a
1: oh, it's such a gorgeous book, and that final page in particular—that's what made me angry. I'm just like, ah, oh, this is just this is just such a uh, a coalescence of just everything I love in one page. Oh my um, god,
0: that's such a great word. I'm gonna jack that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> coalescence. Nick, bring well, the vocab.
1: <laughs> well, that's how that page made me feel. It, it, it's just it, like I want to see more of that particular. Th- and uh, mm. I, I guess spoiler. I per. I, oh, it's fine. I want to see more of Shredder, right? So I just want to see more of Shredder in this gorgeous book, and with this, uh, I want to see what Ryan brings to Shredder. That's that's what I'm very interested in.
0: I tried well, to get him to commit and say that there was an Ace Duck cameo at some point throughout this world. oh
2: wow deep cut
0: <laughs> and he was like oh. and
2: he was like
0: i gave him like i gave him ace duck mondo and uh shellhead did i give him Sheldon? i think i was i think the third one was yeah and it was like i won't say any of them however some of them are like essentially it was like some of them are but i won't tell you who. I was like oh my god please let it be Ace Duck. <laughs> i had Those. an action figure man
2: Side note on Ace Duck, I brought him to a sleepover in elementary school and my buddy's dog completely devoured the thing in our sleep. And, you know, luckily Ace was readily available at the time and, and the family replaced him for me, but he was never the same. I know some piece of that poor, poor avian is resting in the bowels of some gut, if not if nothing but his soul. Right. Like I truly have a soft, soft, soft spot in my heart for a stock.
0: It's so it's something, too, because I can totally imagine like at the time I remember like looking for him like a ton, like looking from store to store. I imagine now, like if I had to go back and retrace that memory somehow, he was a peg warmer. I'm pretty sure no one wanted a stock at the time. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't scream. Like, oh, buy me. Like, he had, a like, that brown jacket and, like, the wings always look dirty. And, yeah, anyway. That's... Way to go, that memory lane. Anyway, so that is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> Rangers number one. Uh Any other thoughts? Mm, I just... I
1: want to... I just want more. I want more of it.
2: Well, good on you because there's whatever. <laughs> five more issues coming. <laughs> way to go, Nick.
1: <laughs> I mean... <laughs> that was... <laughs> A very simple to
2: please. Uh,
0: just just are. the confirmation you know that I'm getting more of them. That's is why, why I love you, Nick. That's <laughs> why I love you. So uh, speaking of getting more uh, and something that I know is, you know, very close to Jason's heart, uh, we're going to talk some Power Rangers Beast Morphers. So uh, I know this. So the season came to a awesome close, uh, I think. And now we kind of get to have a break, uh, but we have a whole other year of stuff to come. Uh, in Season 2, since it's not super anymore, it's just going to be another season of Beast Morphers. Um, and then, uh, so question, what did you think of the season overall? Did you like the finale? Uh, and what do you want to, is there one thing you want to see more of in Season
2: 2? Mm, I'm going to let Nick go first. Mm, okay, <laughs> so
1: the, the back half of Season 1 uh, started like they there was a there, there's a definite canon in the last uh, the last six episodes in particular, where it's like one definitely led into the other one. Definitely, you know, instead of like more episodic adventures, and I want more of that in season two. Like when when the stories started to tie in together, and one had consequences for the next one. Instead, but it wasn't like a direct to be continued. It was just like the these events are changing our world completely. I want more of that. In season two, Uh, it's the way season one ends is so it's so good because it's that kind of like conclusive end where if it if it did stop at 20 episodes, I'd be fine with it. You know, because the little hook is like RPM style, like this whole thing's been RPM uh, inspired for me in general. It just keeps giving me RPM memories. And I don't know. I like it. I want more of that in season two. I want more continued storytelling. Whatever that word is, that, that English word is for it.
2: Uh, serial, serialized?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I could not remember that for the life of me. I people. just love
0: <laughs> it. I just love, what was the word you said before? <laughs> it was a continuous storytelling
2: Coalescence. Started. Coalescence. <laughs> you came up with that.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Uh, Jason?
2: Uh, well, again, I'm, I'm a bit privileged in that I yeah, I know where it's stuff. going yeah, um, and I stuff. know how we got here. And so um, all I can simply say is that I'm going to continue to be very excited about what this season means and ultimately what it'll mean on the go forward for the franchise and whole. Um, you know, I would have personally loved to have seen the finale kind of stretched over two episodes, but there are there are big challenges in trying to make that work, even from a broadcast standpoint these days. Um I'll just kind of quickly say that from a serialized standpoint, you know, the two or two or so episodes preceding the finale, I thought were exceptional. Um, Seeing Roxy come back to us um, was pretty rad. It was also terrifying to see um, just how cold hearted um, Robbie was and finishing off her evil avatar. That was really cool. Um, It was, it was more than what I was expecting. Um, And I think they hit, a very interesting emotional note there so kudos to all those good folks um but again as a as a conclusion of the first season there's some really cool stuff that happens here not the least of which is seeing evox's body realized in physical form um, i think that's going to be dramatically consequential going forward and i simply love that suit coming out of the original sentai um, it's just such a cool triangular skull looking digitized um creature so Ah, uh, look the the Beast Morphers certainly have a challenge in front of them, but for now they get a moment's break, and it'll be very interesting to see where we ultimately pick up in season two.
0: Yeah, I I mean I've I've really enjoyed this season, and a and a big pre- reason why is just the I, man it like this cast just feels incredibly genuine, um, and and that comes through in their characters. It, you can tell they've gotten comfortable. And as the season has gone on, you can really feel like they've gotten to a rhythm with these characters and they're back and forth and the banter and it starts to feel a little bit more natural and not as, you know, not as stilted. And, you know, by by the last couple of episodes, um, I mean, I agree with Nick. I feel like it just started clicking and one was feeding into the other, not with a like you said, a continue to be continued or some drastic cliffhanger, but it was just very organic storytelling just from beat to beat.
2: Um, well, and I do have to wonder, and I don't know if this is just, it's a front of the camera thing, behind the camera thing, or simply a setup thing, but it does feel like we're getting to know the Rangers more personally, uh, and and part of that may simply be a byproduct of the fact that uh, there's less of them this season. You know, we've mm. got five core Rangers, and <clears throat> each one of them is identifiably unique and has some really interesting quirks to them that I don't think we've seen in previous seasons. Um. So that's just really refreshing on a variety of factors. But sorry, I'm kind of going on a tangent here. But no, hard, 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 hard not to be excited about this crew. I guess really where I was going is um, I, I have had the privileged opportunity of getting to know a lot of the cast members. And uh, truth be told, when I was in New Zealand this past January, um, the crew was filming the Christmas episode and uh, tail ends or, or bits from the, the Halloween episode as well. But I'll tell you. Uh, what you're seeing on screen is a genuine reflection of just how incredible these people are. Uh, They're wildly talented in their craft, but more so they're incredible human beings and you're, you're really seeing their true personality shining through. So um, hooray for all you wonderful beast morphers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah,
1: it's, it's, uh, it's the extended cast too. It's not even just like the core team. It'd be one thing if like the core team was great on their own, but, uh, I I love everyone in the extended cast and I, I'm a real big uh Ben and Betty fan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> like especially like uh they had some real like uh remember Bulk and Skull in that King for a Day episode? Uh I think I think it was King for a Day in Zeo where they kind of fought, but it was more like comedic fighting. And Ben and Betty have one of those moments uh towards like towards the back half and that's where I was like, oh, it clinched it for me. I was like, they're they're perfect. I dig well, them.
2: And, yeah. and I, I think what's really unique about them this year is they are part of the team, right? They're part of the yeah, bigger organization. Yeah. That's that feels more like Boom and SPD than anything else. And I love that they're not they're not competitive. They're not trying to expose anything. They're not in it for themselves. They're genuinely there to just contribute what they can. Uh, and I just it to me that's this great. Um, I don't know, there's just a great buy there with the audience. Like, I can empathize and sympathize with them more simply because they are part of the core mission.
0: Yeah, it feels earnest. And, and yeah. it doesn't feel, you know, like they're constantly these, you know, antagonists within the group. It, it You can root for them, and you start to do that anyway, just in the way, uh, like, that one... Oh, God, I don't remember the title, but the episode, essentially, where they're trying to play in the surprise party, uh, like, there's little moments... In there, as they're doing, like they just come across as like, oh, they really genuinely care about the team and they want yeah. to help, even though they get in the way. And and if I were part of that team, that is exactly what I would do because I'm a klutz and I fall over myself, and I would absolutely launch rockets into space or break them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I I see myself in them a lot. Uh, and they, and honestly, I, and this is something that the series has struggled with at times. I just find them genuinely fun. Like they yeah, they, yeah. they have. Oh, yeah genuinely funny moments there's funny lines and i find myself laughing and i know that like oh i'm literally sitting alone in this room <laughs> laughing yeah. out loud at this show that is clearly not necessarily aimed at my age group uh but it's still fun and, and i love that they're able to do that so uh i also heart steel and i know oh, yeah he oh, yes.
2: steals a big old muscle man dummy oh my so god it's much. so
1: good As soon as he dropped that first bro i was done I was it. I was like, I love you, Steel. Now,
0: Nick gives me grief because I like Robo Knight. Um, (laughs) I love how I just blasted you. I just put you on blast.
1: (laughs) No, no. I'm willing to stand by what I said about Robo Knight. But I was like, don't
0: you dare start comparing him to Steel. No, no, no. Steel is better. I'm not (laughs) saying that. Whoa, whoa. I'm just saying I also appreciate Robo Knight. I think I appreciate like robotic. I think that's just the thing. I think I like robotic sidekick, muscle meathead characters. I think this is what I like. Um, so
2: does that does that affinity transfer over to like a blue centurion or an alpha?
0: Now I love, like I love alpha five. I don't love blue centurion, and I don't know why. I, I don't know why it like. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Like, and I because <laughs> I, I should like the suit. Like the the outfit and everything is amazing. Like I love that whole vibe. I've just never been able to get into that character, and I don't know why. Um,
2: but is I it should. because is it because you hate good?
0: I mean, I think that's <laughs> probably what it is. <laughs> I'm pretty yes. sure that's what it is.
1: I've come to learn over this show that Matt doesn't like good things and likes bad things. No. So
2: I'm I'm honestly just teasing. <laughs> that is um... hurtful. Nick. <laughs> What's great about Rangers, and I've said it forever and I'll continue to say it forever, is that there's just so much packed into this universe that really anybody can find themselves in it. Um, and if you happen to like one element over another and it it's not the same as the person next to you, that's fine. There's 26 years of stuff. Um, again, it's kind of that kitchen sink mentality. So, sure, you love your robo knight and I'm going to love my blue centurion. <laughs> Neither of us are right except I'm right.
1: Uh, yeah i was gonna say i was like but i'm right there's here. This thing. <laughs> no you're
0: a bully Nick. <laughs>
2: so no. okay it, so then I'm, i have to ask then if we're talking about robotics and ultimately robotic rangers and sorry for those that have not listened or watched excuse me for those who have not watched operation overdrive what are your opinions on the red ranger from that season because he's kind of like a coalescence of a bunch of these ideas.
0: <laughs> I, well,
1: look, I love how you're just picking up on the bits right away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I have to say, oh, this I feel like I'm going to get this so much... Operation Overdrive is a huge blind spot for me. It's a okay. giant blind spot for me. Like, I don't... Like and I also used to be that way about RPM. And then I was told by numerous people, oh my god, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> go watch RPM. And then I did, and I saw the error in my ways. I have I have watched some Overdrive. I've mostly read about Overdrive. I've never actually sure. like gone through and like watched like all the episodes. Because it just never the stuff I watch just like never hooked me. So yeah, here's the thing. If that is the case, then I feel like I owe it to the show to give it a shot if that is the case. Is, is that a recommendation
2: from both mm. of you? Oh. Um, look, Operation Overdrive <laughs> is totally its own thing, which is something to say because honestly, every season of Rangers is kind of totally its own thing, but really, Overdrive kind of stands out. Um, it certainly has its critics. Uh, I think there are, are lots of redeemable elements in it, and if nothing else, it pushes the mythology forward. So... I would hope that you've seen some of the bigger crossover episodes, if nothing else.
0: Yes, because uh, one of those episodes is one of my favorite. And in a previous discussion, we talked about our favorite crossover episodes and Overdrives is actually one of my favorites. Yeah. And Nick
2: was, again, mean to me. That was
0: false. <laughs>
2: that's a good crossover. That's a solid crossover.
1: It was solid, yes, but he was also incorrect. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it was a had trend. To,
0: There's <laughs> a trend. Nick just says I'm wrong all the time. Yeah, no, no, uh,
1: <laughs> no. It was a good crossover. We, I, re- I don't remember exactly what I said to that combo, but I agree a little bit, but I also disagree. I remember that as much, but um. So I, I liked. I like Mac when he found when he finds out for himself that he's actually like a robot or an android. I forget what the actual terminology they used for him was, but um, and I like because Power Rangers has always been good with a a father son dynamic, and when it really digs into father son relationships in any of its shows, it's always it always stands out above everything else. And Overdrive is a really fun one, especially after the reveal, and I like the developments after.
0: So yeah. I, I like Mac. Yeah. I still defend once a Ranger, so I'm just going to sit over here. It's on a game. solid crossover.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's solid, but it's also not the best one. So we're going to move on now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nick is <horrible. laughs> Um Well, actually, this segues perfectly into uh, this discussion, so I couldn't have planned this segue any better, actually. So... One of the things we love to do on the show is because this is a show that I feel like both me and Nick kind of uh, came into the franchise at different times, and and we do kind of we are kind of honest about like certain blind spots or like I like for me like I know I'm sure I have not. Seen every episode, obviously in this episode alone, talk about Operation Overtime <laughs> being a blind being a <laughs> spot. So like, I feel like, though, that's something that's great, is that new fans, because you're always getting a new fan, right? That's everything with a comic, whether it's a TV show or a movie, you're always, that's somebody's first experience with that franchise. So we always want to be that way. So we're always talking about who our favorite Rangers are, uh, what our favorite episodes are, and that kind of thing. And this time, I'm amazed, actually, that we hadn't got to favorite Blue Rangers yet, uh, we've moved through some of the other ones and moved through some episodes and things, but somehow we've skipped Blue Rangers. So that is our evergreen topic today. Who is your blue favorite Blue Ranger, and mm. why? Uh, I, since yeah,
1: since I usually chime in with the correct answer, let me just get it out of the way first. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Cam and Nick. laughs> No, no, uh, so it's actually tough because, you know, you have the Red Rangers who stepped aside in in Rocky and TJ, and then you have the Blue Rangers who were, like, more second-in-command, like Billy. But I think in terms of, like, the entire franchise and who I gravitate towards the most, it'll be uh, Sky, SPD. Mm. Yeah, SPD, um, Matt knows this. Um, I'm a big proponent for spd it's one of the uh, it's it's probably my favorite yeah. out of like, like out of all of them like i i mean of course this is not including MMPR because it's just always not part of the conversation it's just kind of one of those like oh this is second best or whatever you want to think but um and i really like sky and spd especially um there's a cool he gets a really cool arc in, you know, that explores his past and he gets to have that emotional side to him and the whole the whole thing of him not being like him not feeling it like he's not quite at Red Ranger level. And then him like it's one of those things where it's like he's always battling that feeling of inadequacy. And then it fuels his rivalry. And then so you get a really good red and blue dynamic, which isn't in a lot of teams. And, you know, and then when he actually gets to use the red and it's just it's one of those things where Sky has a lot of memories for me in terms of Blue Rangers and what they do in this franchise. So that's why he's also the correct answer for the best one.
0: Just had to throw that in there. (laughs) (laughs) there. Jason.
2: Okay, so I'm going to give you a Sentai answer and I'm going to give you a Power Rangers answer. Okay, okay so from the Sentai per- perspective, there really is only one answer. He's arguably the most badass blue ranger of all time, and you could argue he's also all of the blue rangers of all time, and that would be Joe Gibkin from uh Kaijer. Um if mm. you've not if you've not watched Gokaijer, uh I would highly encourage you to do so. It's the season that ultimately inspired uh, super mega force. it it's it's unreal it's unfathomably unreal and good um for a variety of reasons but joe is just he's this really cool badass like um i'm, I'm gonna refrain from swearing on the podcast because i don't know if, <laughs> if, if you're <laughs> oh, explicit no, or fine. not no it's fine but he he just really is um the definition of the ultimate guy that you'd want to have your back. And he proves it time and time again in front of this huge personality of Captain Marvelous. So check out Joe. He is Gokai Blue. Um in terms of Rangers, look, uh Nick is certainly in the ballpark here. Sky is an exceptional <laughs> Sky is uh is an exceptional blue ranger. Don't feed the um,
0: don't, don't feed yeah,
2: <laughs> and, <laughs> and I love SPD and there's so much baked into SPD that is ripe for future exploration. Um, it's one of the things that, you know, we were just kind of touching on a little bit this time last year with um, soul of the dragon and uh, getting a little bit into Decca ranger, which was sky. Um, but yeah, um, <clears throat> I guess if I'm gonna give you a straight answer here, it would be TJ from Power Rangers in Space. I've always been an in-space guy. And it was just, it was really cool to see TJ um, step into that role, especially in contrast to Andros, and attempt to find his footing. There was a kind of rivalry rivalry there. Um, If not rivalry, certainly uh, competitive spirit. And I think TJ really brought what it meant to be a blue ranger to a new level. So um Tiege is my guy.
1: So that cool Psycho Rangers moment. Oh yeah. I yeah. And this painting like spray painting the chess pieces. Uh, it's one of those this is one of those images I always remember.
0: Oh yeah. I uh so I I have to agree that was actually going to be I was I was battling between two. Mm. Um and actually what's crazy about this is this was really hard for me because if you take MMPR out, because I've always liked Billy, I've always related to Billy um, from the original series, and it was also just really cool seeing him evolve uh, into a mentor role and things like that in later seasons. Um, but if you take that out of it, it was always between TJ and actually Eddie from Hyperforce. Um, mm-hmm. I ad- One, I just adore that cast.
2: That which, uh, which Andre did. He did an yeah. incredible job with that character.
0: Yeah, like, and and I felt like, um, so to to essentially pick a different one, I will say Eddie for mine because TJ I adore, and, and there are so many great moments. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit of a in space mark anyway, uh, as Nick <laughs> very well knows. So you know, Andros is the best um (laughs) did that slip that in there oh
2: that's right you're a huge andrews guy
0: um (laughs) and as i told
1: where's his lightning collection figure
0: huh it's coming all right (laughs) it's coming if he's he's so great man um i would just like to point out that i was told by (laughs) numerous people oh there's not going to be a Ranger slayer figure uh lo and behold there probably is going to be one andrews probably not going to be far behind And I would just like to put that out there. I mean, if if I had like a hater's gift right now, I would totally use it. Um, But so yes, I I, I do love that cast just in general. Uh, And TJ had so many great moments. Um, One, because I felt like he always, typically you're always looking for like a second in command, someone who can be, that doesn't necessarily feel like they're just subservient to the lead ranger. You always like to have someone that can, hold their own it has a backbone and i always felt like tj pushed back against andros because if we're honest as much as i love andros uh he was kind of a prick sometimes (laughs) in the show well Uh,
2: and he needed that check and i think tj is certainly a voice that helped keep andros in line absolutely
0: um so i and i always love that on the opposite side eddie was like uh was like a billy that i could relate to um one, mm. just having it be a uh, person of color was amazing because it, it brought some of those same uh, archetypes that I loved from Billy and David Yost's portrayal, which I absolutely adore. Uh, but it brought, you know, kind of gave them a modern spin. And there was just an endearingness and a relatability to him uh, and his a- awkwardness with uh, the other characters and especially Vesper and things like that. That was just very easy to relate to and it was in a very modern way. I felt like I could show... You know, if that was animated or if that was in live action, I felt like that character I could show to just about anybody. And even if they weren't a fan of the franchise, they would understand why I liked them. They would get it. There, there's a, you know, there's some kind of synergy there. They're like, oh, okay, that's an awesome character. I get why you like him, regardless of whether they're in the fandom or not. Um, And I, and I thought that extended to a lot of that cast. But Eddie, especially, there was just so many fun moments and so many quotables throughout that entire uh, series from him, uh, especially in his interactions with other people. So for me, just for the separate,
2: I'll go him. What I loved about Eddie, too, just for the sake of saying it, is as a Time Force cadet, he was something we hadn't seen before, which is the fact that he was an expert of a kind on the era and or rangers in general. So it was fun to see him kind of play with that knowledge in real time because we really never got that experience in Time Force. All of the cadets were sort of removed from the history um, and really saw it as an abstraction, whereas Eddie was fascinated by it. He was he was the fanboy from 3000. Right.
0: Absolutely. And I, and I love that because I felt like you could relate to that as any fan can, that enthusiasm that he had upon like reading stuff, which also just credit to, I love tabletop and I love being able to like, when you talk about D&D and all those things, just imagining all that. So conveying that on screen to be like, you're imagining all that in your head and you're conveying that to the audience is a skill. In it's in and of
1: itself yeah so. just all all improv yeah like, isn't that wild that yeah, <laughs> it was true. just yeah like i need more hyperforce I and hyperforce. Oh, like if anything just to derail it and bring it back all, all the way to the power rangers movie conversation like hyperforce as a base wouldn't be such a bad plot either you know no. especially yeah especially when you have like layered characters like eddie with uh with knowledge who could be the the meta one, explaining stuff to the audience kind of thing. Yeah. And you can do, you can go through all sorts of eras of Power Rangers instead of just Mighty Morphin.
2: Hey guys, I have to stop for a second and ask if you can hear my cat purring because he just jumped on my lap.
0: Oh no, okay. <laughs> no, okay.
2: no. I just don't want you to think I've got some <laughs> snotty nose or something.
0: No, no judgment. Uh, you know, speaking of, uh, and, and you brought up your uh, love of Sentai, and so actually, you're Jason. You're working on a pretty cool uh, project uh, that people will kind of, uh, by the time this comes out, will have seen. Um, yeah. Can you go into a little detail uh, about it to us?
2: Sure, sure. And Nick, forgive me because I don't know if you've seen this stuff. I I know I sent it over to Matt. Um, but by the time this podcast drops, it'll be, I guess, Christmas Eve. And so we will have already seen the majority of what I've been doing. Um, but basically, you know, it, it was a very long kind of 10 months as I took this sabbatical from Rangers in general. And I was as I was slowly coming back online about a month and a half, two months ago, um, and reconnecting a little bit, one of the things that really stood out to me was just this concept of fan art is free, you know. And the thing the thing that I've always loved about Power Rangers is the way that it's made me feel and the world that I've constructed in my head. Um, And I I certainly had the privilege to help realize some of those ideas over the last three years. Um, But, you know, in in my exit from from the brand, there's nothing about what happened there that prevents me from accessing those feelings and those places in my mind, right? So um, I started looking at other folks in the community, one that really stood out um, because he's doing so much with it, was Deca-Mexican and his Jamingers or Jamingers um kind of take on, on Sentai. If you've not seen it, I would highly suggest that you check it out. That guy's really gone to the nines and helping bring it to life. Um, and that really was just kind of this point of inspiration. So ultimately, where I um I feel like I'm saying ultimately a lot, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't, uh, you're fine. Where I netted out on on all of it was that I really felt like, hey, this was an opportunity for maybe me to reconnect and and through the lens of art, do some fun stuff and let me feel those things again, quote unquote, about the thing that I loved or I've loved forever. Uh, So really it just became kind of a project over Thanksgiving break. Uh, And it was really, how do I create something whole cloth that's representative of Sentai that's never been done in Sentai before, and really kind of take advantage of the time of year. So uh, for those of you that aren't familiar or or perhaps aren't as dialed into what happens um, with Super Sentai every year. Uh, Roughly around this time, a lot of rumors start to fall. And most of those rumors stem from things like trademarks, that happen to be registered because there are entire active communities out there, folks in Ranger Nation and otherwise, that are combing for this material. So you'll get like a trademark for what the new season is going to be called. And that season will and, and that trademark will spawn an entire discussion of what is or isn't going to be in the show. And then that kind of segues into um, uh, teaser images that drop in toy catalogs or popular popular culture catalogs over you know the months of november and december and really they're nothing more than silhouettes but there's again a lot of speculation in both the japanese and and domestic communities about what does it all mean and and then a lot of that excitement um spills over into the reveal of the toy catalogs so like every year bondi will host these big upfronts with many to most of their distributors and they'll pass out these toy catalogs of what to expect in the forthcoming season and it's all just like this huge celebration I've always loved this energy you know one of the things that has really kind of defined uh, my experience of Rangers in my adult life is this very process of like this September to December um, transition from quote-unquote the old guard of this year into the new guard and part of that is simply the thrill of the reveals and so that's a very long winded way of saying (laughs) hey wouldn't it be cool to do something like that as a coordinated front as a simple expression of fan art. And so I've been working with a number of folks from across the community over the last several weeks in helping to realize this idea. So, um, today is actually December 18th as we're recording this. And I've asked Matt to refrain from releasing it until Christmas Eve, simply because I wanted an opportunity to get all this stuff out there, but tomorrow, so December 19th, um, I'm going to drop a fake trademark, um, and it'll, of course, be appropriately tagged. I'm not trying to cause any sort of confusion in any community whatsoever. It'll actually, actually be tagged in the tweet um, as fan art. It'll just be written in the Japanese kanji. Um, and so I'll let that kind of play as this idea that I'm introducing something, and it'll— Um, again, my hope is it'll spawn at least some fun chatter or conversation there. And then the next day it'll kind of be like an advent calendar, so to speak. So the next day we'll get a teaser image that'll look like it was, um, dropped in a toy magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the next day we'll get the henshin sequence, uh, which you'll get to see, um, in this case, it's a, it's a fireman holding up uh, a hexagonal vial and then dropping it into Kind of a grenade-looking thing, and dropping that grenade on the ground, and it exploding and turning him into the the Red Ranger. But we're still reserving the Ranger reveal for the subsequent day, which we'll take the teaser image and actually fully realize it, just like they would in any given year. And then there's a couple other surprises. Like I've been working with Peter Sedarso a little bit to um, do kind of a splash image. And I've also had a a voxel artist create kind of a a pixelated version of the Red Ranger, too. So really, it's just going to be kind of like five days of reveals. Um, And the whole thing is meant to, uh, again, simply uh, send some love out to um, our Super Sentai betters and let them know that, you know, there's this crazy, um, crazy kid in the West who really loves and admires what they do from a design aesthetic. And so I've designed this original team and I'm kind of in homage to them slowly revealing it over the next five days and really it's nothing more than a a simple way to say you know happy holidays and merry christmas to the rest of the community in a way that doesn't um, interfere with power rangers in any way it's simply a reflection of super sentai and, and a love and celebration of simply what we all like about power rangers cool looking stuff on and and cool looking gadgets and all that kind of stuff so um you know, I I would encourage everybody to take a peek. I've spoken way too much about it, but check it out. Um, it's called uh, it's called Kibu Sentai Qsiger, or Qsiger, um, and really that just tra- translates to Bug Task Force or Bug Rescue Task Force, Q-Siger. Um, and it's kind of again something that's never been done in Super Sentai before. It's an all bug team, so we've got um, <laughs> we've got a Fire Ant um, Fireman Red Ranger. Um, we've got, uh, we've got a, um, uh, a spider blue ranger who's a cop. So yes, we've got a whole spider cop thing going on there. <laughs> um,
0: Very and nice.
2: then, uh, and then we've got, um, a- an air force, uh, orange ranger. So again, I wanted to kind of shake it up. So the core three will be red, blue and orange, and then we'll see what happens from there. But if nothing else, it's kind of a seed towards the future. And my hope is to do several of these teams that have kind of always been burning in the back of my mind. Oh, that's so cool.
0: That fireman shark. sequence is awesome, by the way. That's, oh, yeah. I'm, that's I'm so glad cool. you like that. <laughs> that is so fly. I love it. Um,
1: yeah, that would be such a fun toy. Oh, man. Oh.
0: <laughs> <I don't laughs> but think
2: like uh,
1: then The problem would be the thing firing out of it, though.
2: So. Well, so my, <laughs> my vision here is that the little vial thing that they're holding, those are called um, bug bites or bug bites. Uh, uh, I love it. <laughs> there's like these little bug creatures that live inside them. That's the source of their power. And then the grenade that the insert the bug bites into is the bugu bomb or bug bomb. Um, <laughs> and uh, and, you know, the hope is that when you pull the pin and you drop it, yeah, that little creature would kind of be launched out of the vial. And you'd have to, you know, if you were to actually do it as a toy, you'd have to make it out of foam or something, which is fine. Um, but and yeah, someone on Etsy white, is bombs. going to
0: do that, by the way, you know, that, right? <laughs> <laughs> like someone on Etsy, like is going to see that and go, Oh, my next, my next project, prepare for the customs.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> Hey, I would love that. And again, really, this is just sort of my tribute. Um, uh, and you know, I'd love to see folks kind of embrace it and do a little bit of fan art here or there, whatever they want to do with it. Right. There's, there's no ego in this. It's simply an expression of, um, doing something that, in in my opinion, is just it's good fun. It's good clean fun, it, and you know fan art is free. So we'll see where where or how or if people embrace this idea. I just wanted to do something goofy. I
1: mean, it sounds fun, and I'm surprised there hasn't been a bug team. Now that I'm thinking about it, it makes a lot of sense. But yeah. I guess I guess the common writer stuff would get in the way, but they're different.
2: Just, they're just different, different. <laughs> and there have been you know there have been bug rangers, and we've got bug rangers this year um Mm -hmm. there's just never been a complete team and strange enough and i simply cannot believe this there's just never been a spider ranger that's absurd it's so it's so strange especially considering that super sentai is derivative or certainly picks up um airs from supita man right so who knows um but yeah no spider ranger ever i'm happy to introduce the first (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's awesome uh well and you know before we uh head out here uh because that'll all be now that'll all be revealed on like your social media or will that just be kind of yeah out throughout?
2: It, it's it's nothing fancy and again i'm, I'm gonna make it super obvious so i'm not trying to cause confusion um but yeah starting tomorrow uh going for the next four or five days you'll see progressive reveals every single day
0: Uh, awesome. And you know, just, uh, before we go, how, I mean, is the, what's the best way to keep up with uh, what you're doing? I mean, whether that's Funko or anything else you're doing.
2: Oh yeah. Um, thanks for asking. So, um, first and foremost, you're going to want to check out the putty hour where, um, (laughs) wait a minute, that's a little little (laughs) meta because I'm in the episode. It doesn't matter. Um, but no, you guys do incredible work, uh, and and thanks for having me on. But to keep up with me, if if you want to, um, please feel free to reach out on Twitter or Instagram at ShadowPiper.
0: By the way, I would like to say, uh, as you were finishing up the description, I did hear your cat, and that was amazing. So the cat made a cameo. I heard the cat meow. <laughs> I did not
2: lie about the cat. The cat was very
0: much I heard the cat meow twice. I was like, yes! I was so bummed <laughs> I didn't get to hear the cat before.
2: It, it cannot be like let's be straight you cannot do a a podcast without some sort of feline interruption
0: oh no absolutely not uh it's a a seal of approval that's yeah the last show i did uh my cat (laughs) jumped on the keyboard and turned off the camera that was awesome uh that's my cat um nick uh where can they follow up with you also too and i don't i can't believe i uh, slept on this that we'll, we'll call that rust uh if there was something you wanted to recommend we typically uh do kind of like a last shout out or anything was there anything you wanted to shout out before oh uh battle for the grid
1: um you're still playing that yes yes i'm still playing and i'm waiting for uh daishi daishi's gonna rule are you ever gonna he's out already and i missed it if he is apologies but uh Doggy's amazing he's i think he's broken but you know (laughs) it's (laughs) <laughs> like, battle for the grid's fun i will i will go to bat for it it's Are you a ever fun gonna fight game uh, just it's fun i i was good at it for a little bit so i guess that's why i'm, I'm still having fun with it i'm terrible now but <laughs> it's still good play battle for the grid if you haven't played it yet
0: i'm probably awful now uh and i still want to fight you with gia because i'm a gia fiend and because you're a, a, a cheater. cheater that's not Gia, it's called range Okay. (laughs) It's called called cheating. (sighs) So just Well, for mine, uh, of course, you can always hit me up at Matt CB on Twitters. Uh, And then, of course, if you want to hear more from the Putty Hour, you can hit us up at ChasingGeek.com. And then you can find all our work on comicbook.com as well. Um, For my shout-out, what am I going to shout-out? You know, I probably... Should have thought about that before. You should
1: have prepared one before you should have. I should have prepared
0: one before I launched it. Actually, no. I have one easy. Um, so I read uh, this, week's, this week's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, 46, mm-hmm. uh, is phenomenal. It's so good. Uh, just like from beginning to end, like I'm digging uh, all the Omega Ranger stuff. I'm loving what they've done with Kia. And are you
1: are you liking The Appointed? Wait,
0: what are they? The Anointed. anointed. The anointed. I like The Appointed, though. That's a different kind of yeah. comic, but <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I do love it. I mean, yeah, like, I, I like that whole thing. I like the reveal in the last issue where it was, you know, oh, that that's the people you saw and, like, that flash uh, from, like, a couple issues before and, like, that was in the vision and, like, some of that stuff. Um, I love the side plot of, like, trying to see Goldar squat Wait, Babu. What's the side plot? And Finster trying to, like,
1: oh, okay. Yeah, okay. survive
0: <laughs> <laughs> and fix his staff. Like, it's very Bulk and skullish and I love it because, like, it's just it's seeing them in a kind of a different environment. Um, and those Omega Ranger suits, man, like, they're slick. And then that final issue, like, that final page hook of, like, the one team figuring out who the other, like all that stuff. Like, man. And and Daniele is killing that, yeah, that book. He's a beast. Um plus I got Tiger Zord. And uh seeing that Tiger Zord moment in like the first part of the issue, I lost my I lost <laughs> I lost just, just like I lost it when I saw the Falcons Zord in Dimensions of Nature. When that whole thing hit, I lost my mind. Yeah. That, so,
2: Matt, so you weird. and I are certainly cut from the same cloth because I'm all about Um, the original white ranger that's sort of my icon for the whole franchise
0: uh i have almost purchased a saba uh at several points in my life and every single time i find one and it happens when like a bill comes due or something like that some some adult you know thing and i'm like okay i have to pick food or a saba and i've almost picked the saba way too many times that i'm like uncomfortable with that but (laughs) i will one day have one (laughs) did you did you get the did you get the helmet no, I didn't. I, I didn't. Uh, it's I, great. It, okay. It's so. just
1: like it's just like a uh, like a tad smaller than the other two, like the Bandai ones. That's my only issue, you because know, now it's just not uniform. But if we get a Hasbro version of the red and green, I'll just re them. It's not a
0: you know, see. I'm nervous so. about that because I have a giant George Lopez style head. Like I, my head is just like massive.
1: Oh, oh yeah, no, I don't wear them. They're just they're, can you just wear so them though? Cool. You can't wear them, right? Yeah, in theory, for okay. people with not George Lopez heads like yes. us,
0: so. <laughs> uh, and if George Lopez is listening, he's not. But if he's listening, uh, I'm sorry for insulting the side of your head. You're very talented. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case I have to discover my bases. Uh, Jason, is there anything else you wanted to shout out before we go? Um,
2: you know, I've actually been watching a fair amount of Common Writer Zero One, and I gotta say it—it's It's rad sauce. It's worth checking out. Um, I know it's sort of Sentai or or Ranger adjacent, but it's good, good, good TV. So, yeah, check that out, guys.
1: Do you you have a favorite rider?
2: Yeah, uh, unquestionably Double. Oh, yeah, Double's cool. Mine's Forza. Okay. Rocket Boy. Yeah, it was
1: such a fun series. I love it.
0: Uh, I have to, can we, can we also acknowledge that rad sauce is a fantastic term and should be used more often?
2: Yeah, yeah, we're going to, we're going to incorporate it into our future bits. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it back. If I had my druthers, I'm bringing Yes! It back.
0: <laughs> I think that's a perfect way to end the show. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah. So until uh, next time, uh, we will see y'all later. Have a wonderful holiday season. And Jason, as always, you are more than welcome anytime you ever want to come on. But this has been a pleasure. So thank you so much.
2: No, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And you know, for all those good folks out there, please continue to check in, uh, check out the uh, the Putty Hour. These guys are doing great work.
0: They're so wow. nice, and we didn't pay him because we're broke. <laughs> are we sure? Did you just?
1: not tell me. It's okay. Like you can keep the kayfabe. You know, it's okay.
2: Oh wow! You still <laughs> get a wrestling term. Actually, we should we should start a fund for Matt to acquire oh a Saba. Oh my
0: god! Yes. <laughs> can that be a thing? Can someone start it for me so I don't look like a you know a jerk?
2: <laughs> ha- hashtag, Saba for Matt.
0: hashtag Saba for Matt. Please start this. Oh my god! I want one so bad. All right.
2: Well, there's got to be one out there with your name on it. Mm-hmm. <sighs>
0: Now nah, I want one so bad. Uh, okay. I will have one one day. <laughs> you will be mine, Saba. Uh We will see y'all later. Peace.